Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. For the impossible. And I'm trusting God that we're going to have a, uh, an impartation of faith this morning for the things that God has for us. Amen. Let's pray to get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This morning, I want to look at a very short word that I believe can help us. It's called faith for the impossible. Faith for the impossible. It's very important that we realize that, you know, when you're, when you're traveling or in your forms uh, in school, they would ask you religion, right? And uh, what do you feel? You feel what? Juju worshiper. What do you feel? Christianity. All right. So some people feel Christianity, others feel uh, Islam, and uh, I don't know what traditional worshippers feel, but over time you realize that people have a way of seeing Christianity as just religion, right? So it's just... I'm a Christian, that's it. Uh, I go to church, that's it. And many people actually feel that Christianity has really nothing to do with your daily life. So you will see someone who say, well, um, I'm trying to get my life together. And by saying that, what they mean is, I don't have a lot of time for church now. I, I want to sort myself out. Or, someone is feeling depressed or discouraged, then they stop coming to church. Right? Then they want to get their life together. So, over time, we've not been able to see that there is a practical aspect of our Christian walk in our life. That by Christianity... Or by the very life that God imparted to us, what God did is to give us a new way of life entirely that covers every aspect of our life. That covers every aspect of our life. And it's very important that as we make progress into the year that we are entering into, that the Word of God does not just become something we attend to on Sunday or something we attend to at the end of the year. But our very life is rooted in the Word. Our very life is rooted in the Word. That you learn how by the Word of God you can receive things. 
You learn how by the word of God you can dispel fear. You learn how by the word of God you can increase the favor of God in your life. And one of the challenges that we have as human beings is when it comes to things that are naturally impossible. How do we have faith for those things? Now remember, if you go through our faith school teachings and faith refreshers conference teachings, I always say, faith takes what grace has made available. How many of you remember that statement? Faith takes or faith receives what grace has made what? Available. Now pay attention here, don't miss this. If I tell you today, this is an example, that at the end of today's service, once again, this is an example, that I'm going to give everyone uh, 5,000 naira. I don't want you to walk in unbelief, so let me, <laughs> let me measure an amount you think I have. So if I say I'm going to give everyone 5,000 naira, how many of you think at least I should be able to give everyone 5,000? Or are some of you still walking in unbelief? Okay, let me reduce the money so that your faith will be strong. So if I say I'm going to give everyone uh, 200 naira, how many of you? Uh, yeah, you can see faith pumping up like, yes, okay. Those of you that are doubting my wealth, God will surprise you people. Alright, so if I say I'm going to give everyone 200 naira, that's, that's what I promise. You, if I say, well, at the end of the service, everyone, I'll meet you at the back and give you 200. When you meet me to receive your 200, that's faith. Okay? That's faith. If you don't believe that I have 200, you'll just run into the bus. Am I right? You get into the bus. Your action determines what you believe. If you believe I can give you the 200, you just wait. Now, that's faith. Now, you did not work for that 200. I worked for it. I labored for it. I make it available. Now, understand this example is going to help you understand faith. I make it available. I've worked for it. You don't know how I worked for it, but I worked for it. Now, I am making that money available. That's why it is grace. You didn't labor for it. But you ought to take a step of faith and go ahead to receive it. Now, this is how this applies to you. Whatever answer you need for your situation, you don't have to make it available. God has done that. You don't need to make healing available. You don't need to make provisions available. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, whatever you need in this life, a car, a house, whatever you need, God has made it available. Grace has made it available. You're not laboring for it anymore. By the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, that has been made available. But your faith, the actions of your faith, takes a hold of it, receives it. Praise God. It's important for you to understand this. That while your faith is actively receiving from the Lord, what you need has been made available by grace. And that grace is not what you worked for. It's what is the price that Jesus has paid. 
So you're not trying to make God do something for you. There is nothing God is going to do for you that he hasn't already done on the cross. That should help your faith. Now, what does the word impossible means? Impossible means not able to occur. Something that is not able to occur. Impossible means not able to occur. Number two, it means not able to exist. Or not able to be done. Not able to occur. Not able to exist. Not able to be done. Now, I need you to pay very close attention to those three definitions because they're very important. Number one, what you're trusting God for, let's put it that way, is not able to occur. So, you know, this cannot occur in the natural. Or doesn't even exist. Doesn't even exist. Number three, cannot be done. Cannot be done. So, that's what the dictionary says impossible means. Another dictionary says, incapable of being done, attained or fulfilled. Incapable of being done, attained or fulfilled. Go to Luke chapter 18 verse 17. Luke eighteen seventeen. Now, the context of Luke chapter 18 was talking about rich people that will not enter the kingdom. Right? It's difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom. <laughs> then the apostles asked Jesus, who then can be saved? Sorry, uh, Luke chapter 18, I said verse 27. Luke 18, 27. So Jesus was giving this parable about rich folks, you know, um, after the rich young ruler came to him and Jesus told him, sell everything you have and give to the poor, and the man couldn't, uh, didn't, or wouldn't. <laughs> and he went away sad because the Bible said he had many possessions. And Jesus said, interestingly, that it is easier for a camel to go through the hour of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And it's very simple. It's because when you start getting rich, you start listening to your money and not God. That's why it's difficult for you to walk in the kingdom. Your money starts giving you vision, starts giving you direction. You know, you think some people are very humble until they have some bit of money. Right? Until you really have some money, we cannot tell if you are humble. Because there is, a, there is a humility that poverty confers on you by default. Uh-huh. So you, you don't have many options, so you don't have an option to be proud. It's when you really have money, we can start testing your humility. You know, all this, I'm a very humble person. We know where that is coming from. Alright? So Jesus said, it's difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom. It's just simple because they will pay attention to their money and not to the Lord. But then he said something in verse um, um, 27. He says, but he said. That's the phrase I want to pick. But he said. You know, I've always taught you when he says but, it changes the, the meaning, the verse before. It's to, totally going the opposite. Then he says, but he said. The things 
that are impossible with people are possible with God. Now, I'd like you to really, I'm going slow, it's not a very difficult message, but I want you to get it so you can understand how to apply it in your life. The King James Version says, the things that are impossible with man, right, is possible with what? With God. Now, pay attention. Look up, everyone. Let's say, this is my left, it'll be your right. This is man. Right? And my right hand side, which will be your left, is God. Scripture says, on this side of man, Whatever is impossible, if you come to the side of God, they are possible. So, pay close attention here. Impossibility only exists with man. Did you get that? Listen to me. Anything in your life right now that looks impossible is only within the framework of the fact that you're a man. You know, whilst we're in Kenya, we had a, we had a, we had a, a meeting with, uh, in, in, in a place called Kotsus, 20 kilometers from the foot of Mount Kenya. We had this meeting with Bishop David. Uh, Dear Timothy, and, and I was interviewing him for certain things we want to come about. And he told us a story. Right? I'm going ahead of myself, but pay attention. He told us a story about a woman called Mary. And the woman needed to attend a conference hundreds of kilometers away. She didn't have transport. And the Lord told her, Go, I'll pay your transport. So the woman got in the bus. Way older woman, very old now. The woman got in the bus. And when it was about time to collect transport, the conductor looked at her and says, are you married? She said, yes. He said, oh, we've heard your story. And they let her pass. And that's how she went for that conference, attended the conference, and came back. She didn't pay anything. How many of you know that you cannot enter a bus without paying I don't know if you know that. Do, are you aware of that? That you cannot travel without pain. How many of you think it's impossible to travel without pain? You don't think so? No, forget the story I've told you. Assume you didn't hear. Naturally, how many of you know it's impossible to travel without pain? But that only exists where? With man. Did Philip go to the wilderness? Philip in the Bible, did he pay? Did Jesus go to heaven? Did he pay? Did Enoch go to heaven? Did he pay? Did Elijah go to heaven? Did he pay? Can you, can you see this now? So, the realm of the earth, there's that impossibility. I'll tell you another story she told me. He told me. This woman had, she was beaten because there was a Muslim-dominated area. She was beaten for accepting the Lord Jesus and all her bones right here was fractured. And she went to the hospital. 
But she was not being taken care of. Then she remembered that there was a house fellowship going on. So she left the hospital and went to the house fellowship. This was not a church, just house meeting, cell meeting, zonal meeting. As she was about to enter the house, all her bones came together, perfectly healed. The people inside the house had the cracks of the bone coming together. How many of you know that's not possible medically? But where does that impossibility exist? The realm of men. The woman is still alive. I mean, I heard testimonies that, that blew my mind. Incredible testimonies that blew my mind. Whatever you're thinking is impossible right now. Childbirth, increase in finances, prosperity, healing for your body. You see, whatever you're thinking is impossible right now, it's because you're locked on this realm of man. And you are right. With man, it is impossible. You're not wrong about that. You're right about that. But if I can get you to switch zones to the God's zone, whatever you think is impossible in your life can become possible. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, child of God, I think as believers, we haven't tapped into the power that exists in our faith yet. And, and therefore, we, we are very mesmerized, we're very amazed by little testimonies we've seen here and there in other people's life. And it doesn't even help us because of this celebrity culture we've created in the Christian faith that looks like it's only one man, it's only one church that can have all of those miracles. These things are accessible to us in God, by God, because grace has made it available. Listen to me. I want you to get into next year with the mind that your life is going to experience things in the natural that people call impossible. Like, doors are just going to open for you, praise God. Are you here? Are you still here? You're not going into next year with that impossibility mindset. Because it only exists on the earth realm. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Go to Luke chapter 1. Let's look at a story. Luke chapter 1. I really want your faith to be on steroids. I want your faith to be... And listen to me. I, I don't just want you to, you know, just have that excitement of faith and the next day you are in doubt. No, I want you to walk this process with God. I want you to really walk this process with God so you begin to see the manifestation of God's life in your life. That you cut out these human limitations. You walk in healing. You walk in increase. Praise God. And you walk in the supplies of God. It's possible. See, God didn't just give us His word so we just worship Him on Sunday and go through life without His power at work in our life. No. The Christian faith is not a, it's not a limitation. It, it's not a limitation. It's not, oh, it's because I'm a Christian, that's why my life is like this. No, it's because you're not a proper one. Faith in God's word will produce results. You know, uh, I haven't done much ministry in the East, in Eastern Nigeria. 
And at the beginning of this year, we began to talk in the office. We need God to open doors for us there. We began to pray and pray and pray and everything. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you now how, much, how many people are reaching out to us to just come to the East. We can change the course of that. We can open, we can just open doors in the places we sense the Lord is leading us to by prayer and faith in the word. You don't have to beg. Praise the name of the Lord. It can be that way in your life. Situations and circumstances can be changed in your life. Stop running from pillar to post. Stop pursuing a popular man of God. Stop pursuing a prophet to see what's wrong with you. You know, people struggle with these things. And unfortunately, even believers you think are matured, by the time they run into impossible situations, start doing things you did not even imagine they would do. Why? Because they've come into a situation where it looks like what? This is what? Impossible. So on the X realm, we have that impossibility. Go to Luke chapter 1. Let's read the story there. And go to verse... Um, you know the story of Jesus, right? Jesus and uh, Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1, and I think we can start reading from verse 35. Or, you know the story, okay? You know the story. You know that on the earth realm, a virgin cannot give birth. Am I right? Yeah. So that's impossible. It's impossible for a virgin to give birth. Earth realm. But with God, is it possible? Yes. You know, in the book of Hebrews, I think I thought you in faith school, scripture says he that comes to God must believe that he is, right? You know, most of us, in our mind, we just mentally know that God can do things. But when it really comes to where the rubber meets the road, we struggle. Yeah? Praise the name of the Lord. How many of you think God can open blind eyes? Okay. So how many of you think on your way now going home you see a blind person? How many of you think you're going to act on that knowledge? The way, I'm, the way you're laughing, <laughs> you would rather give them, say, silver and gold. Have I? <laughs> the power of power. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are things in our mind that we just, God is good, God is big. But when the situation shows up, we know that we've not deepened our faith enough in that knowledge. Do we have um, mechanical engineers here? Do, is, do we have anybody who can repair a car? Yeah. Uh, you're a panabita, right? Okay. So, he's a panabita. Those of you that read engineering now, you don't know what I want to say. That's why you have kept your hand out. Your school vice chancellor is looking at you. Alright, so if he sees a car, a, a, a car that had had an accident, do you think he will be bold enough to say, I can fix this? You know why? He is confident of the knowledge that he has. Now, how many of you can bake here? I know some people. Alright, you can bake. Even though people are not buying from you, you but you just know that you can bake. Alright. So how many of you can bake? All right. If there's an opportunity to say, oh, women have a meeting, we want to bake meat pie or something, how many of you would, would want to, to, to give it? <laughs> Some of you have dropped your hands. Because you know what you bake is home, 
home eating alone. All right, okay. So, but your, your knowledge gives you that. Now, this is what's happening. Your knowledge in the natural, you are so confident of it. How many of you so in church here? You are a, a tailor, a seamstress, fashion designer, whatever name you want to use, but you, you work with cloth. Let me see your hands. All right. Okay. Yes. Now, if you see a cloth and somebody says, I want to make trousers, how many of you will be confident to go ahead and just... Yeah. See, your knowledge in your natural skill, you deepen yourself in it, you're confident of it. Now, if I still say, how many of you, we've got sick people today, I want us to lay hands and pray on them. How many of you will think that, yeah, that's the pastor's job? Because you haven't deepened your knowledge enough on the fact that they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's the same thing when you're trusting God for anything. Listen to me. The easiest thing for me to believe is, is to believe for money. It's the easiest thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's easier for me to believe for money sometimes than to believe for certain dimensions of the miraculous. You know why? Because for a long time, I deepened my faith in that. That God will supply, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I can say this is how much I'm trusting God for this month or on this trip and bam, the money will come in. I'm so confident that God will supply my needs. Are you following what I'm saying? And if, if I also want to see those things happen in another realm, what do I do? I feed on that knowledge. Until I am sure beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt that this thing I'm trusting God for is going to come. That's the hard work we don't want. Faith is not just, I believe, I believe, I receive, I receive. It is mine, it is mine. No, 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 no. You don't believe yet. That knowledge is not deepened yet. So in Luke 135, let's read this. It says, The angel answered and said to her, The whole, okay, sorry, sorry. Go to verse 30, 34, 34. The, Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? So she, she looked at it and said, This is not possible. The scripture now says, The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Now, verse 36. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. How many of you know conceiving a son in old age is not possible with man? Yeah, all the medical people will tell you. Oh, it's risky to have a baby when you're past this age. I mean, it's, it's to the best of their knowledge, it's impossible. But look at what it says. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. Look at verse 37. Meditate on that statement. What does it say? Loud and clear, everyone. Let's read it loud and clear once ago. For nothing will be impossible with God. Don't hurry over that. Don't hurry over that. Don't hurry over it. Think, think deeply on it. Think deeply on it. What does nothing mean? <laughs> Who can tell me? What does nothing mean? Nothing means nothing. 
think of that thing you're trusting God for and look at that verse. Whether it's a baby, whether it's a husband, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, whatever you're trusting God for. How many things does the Bible say is impossible with God? Nothing is impossible with God. You know, we rush over verses. How many of you know this verse before today? How many of you have quoted it before today? But how many of you are still thinking in your life certain things are impossible because you don't know any man? This is Nigeria. So you need to take this verse and go read it. Not just only read it, believe it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Write it down. R- read it every day. Meditate on it till you get into next year. For nothing, for nothing, for nothing will be impossible with God. Let it become your consciousness. Live with the knowledge that nothing is impossible with God. Live with that consciousness. Stop talking doubt and unbelief. I know some of you monitor the Naira every day. You will give yourself unnecessary high blood pressure. How much now? 780. Mm. How much now? 790. Mm. Nigeria. <laughs> oh my God. It's amazing that every time you fly out of this country, when you're coming back, the planes are full. There is no empty seat. You know, in your mind, you think everybody is running away. No, it's your friends that are running. I'm telling you the truth. For nothing will be impossible with God. I don't want us to rush over that. Because that's what we do all the time. Oh yeah, I know, nothing is impossible with God. And then tomorrow, we're trying to help ourselves because we think this one, I'm not sure God can do it. Nothing. Getting a job, nothing. Having a baby, nothing. Getting married, nothing. Owning a home, nothing. Will be impossible with God. Spend time meditating, talking about it. All around us, because we live in the earth realm. Everything around us is impossibility. That's what, every conversation is impossibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everything you see is impossibility. You see people around you not making a headway. You see struggle all around you. It says, for nothing will be impossible with God. So I've told you before, on the earth realm, things are impossible. The heavenly realm, nothing is impossible. Now, I want to show you something, right? What's the key? It's a very simple message. I think this is the simplest message I've preached. Give me the King James Version of verse 37. Luke 1, 37. I want to show you something. King James Version. Right, okay. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, let's have the NIV. So, the New American Standard Bible, we've read that. Let's have the NIV. It says, for nothing is impossible with God. No matter the translation you go through, 
No matter the, the, the type of Bible you read, it will come to one conclusion. What's that conclusion? Nothing is impossible with God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Nothing is impossible with God. Now go to Second Kings chapter 3 verse 18. Let me show you something from the Old Testament. Second Kings 3.18 An understanding we must have. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 18. Um, remember the story I read it to you before. Remember the story of when Elisha wanted to prophesy and he asked the, the, the minstrel to sing, right? Can we read from verse 30, verse 15, sorry. But now bring me a minstrel, and it shall come about when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. He said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of trenches. Verse 17, For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, you, you shall drink, both you and your cattle and your beasts. How many of you know in the natural, without wind, right? And rain, you cannot see water. Hey, right? Without wind and rain. I mean, in a dry place, no, everything is dried. There must be either wind or rain for water to come. But the scripture says, you are not going to see any of these things. In the natural, you will not see these things. It says, but this will happen. Water will come up. Now, I like the next phrase he used in the next verse. Go to verse 18. What does he say in verse 18? This is but a slight thing in the sight of God. I like it. He said, this is small. But how many of you know this is not small? This is big. Hey, come on. How many of you think that's a big thing? It's big. He says, this is a slight thing in the hands of God. Do you think of your God like that? Like, this is small. Hmm? See, this is a slight thing in the hands of God. You know, one of the things as I began to prepare for these messages, I'm just spending time meditating on, 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 on God again. Meditating on the, the largeness of God. The ability of God. I'm causing that to fuel my heart. You know, when David um, saw Goliath, there's how David rated him. That rating came from an experiential knowledge of God. The armies of Israel were afraid. And David said, I'll cut your, your, your neck and feed it to the dogs. You know, people saw giants. David saw an opportunity for victory. What do you see as you get into next year? You know, people, people are just selling their things, going to look for greener pastures. Some other people feel, oh, it's the oil industry. Some people just feel very hopeless. I mean, I'm just wondering now, if you tell many people, how many of you want to see, change your citizenship? And they offer Niger Republic passports. Some people say, anywhere, anywhere. 
So far, it's not Nigeria anyway. Because <laughs> it's hopelessness that people see. And I'll tell you something. If you don't change that image by the word of God, nothing good will happen to you. You have to change it. The government is not responsible for the image you see. Now, I'm not saying that things are not looking bad. Remember what we're talking about, right? In the realm of men, that's impossible. But your life will respond to the image that's in your heart. And that image, you have to be conscious to build it. You have to put in the hard work. It's not by drinking anointing oil. You will drink, it will not change. Listen, no amount of anointing oil will change the image of your heart. After a while, you feel like you, you are really anointed. By the time the taste of the oil leaves your mouth, what's going to happen in your life is you take one bottle, you have one miracle. You take one bottle, you have one miracle. That's not how God has designed for you to live. Your life, every day of your life, should be walking in the supernatural because you're a child of God. Nothing shall be. He said, This is but a slight thing in the sight of God. This is not big. It's not a big thing in the eyes of God. Getting you a baby is not big in the eyes of God. Getting you a job is not big in the eyes of God. Prospering you is not big in the eyes of God. It's a small thing. It's small. You need to start saying it that way. Hallelujah. Come and I said, Hallelujah. You know how depression and discouragement comes? is when you start meditating on the problem and the problem looks bigger than God. And that's why the teachings of generational curses, demon pursuing you, all of those things, that's why they thrive a lot in Africa because there's a lot of hopelessness. Poverty-induced doctrines. You know there are some messages that don't apply to rich people. How many of you know? Hey, how many of you know? Oh, you know, some messages don't apply to rich people. They, they make meaning to you when you are poor. Say somebody has locked your destiny. Say, mm. ah, I've been thinking of my life. Somebody that is earning two million is wondering which, if this is how a locked destiny looks like. Lord, lock it up. <laughs> Stop listening to all those stuff that people make up. It's just doctrines of demons. You're a child of God. You're redeemed from the curse of the Lord. Jesus has died for you. His blood has been shed for you. If you put faith in the blood of Jesus, it doesn't matter where you start. He will take the poor from the dunghill and set them among princes. Praise the name of the Lord. Stop. Stop massaging your problem. Like, stop falling in love with it. So I hope they will call my case. You are not a criminal. You're not a criminal. Stop behaving like a thief in the house of God. Say, let, let, let come my case. Let, what did you do? Stop approaching the house of God like a victim. That's not what Jesus died for. Jesus did not die so they will call your case. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, we've placed people in bondage more by our teachings than teaching them the truth. And so the average believer is afraid. You know, it's amazing when people um, are free from fear. How much the power of God can work on their behalf. Just by removing fear from their heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. 
You know, I, I met someone the other time. He said uh, he has this thing pursuing him. I said, what is it? He said it's called near success syndromes. And how we give names to these things is just amazing. So I didn't understand what that meant. So I said, what does it mean? Because I haven't read it in the Bible. Have you read near success syndrome in the Bible? Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. I haven't read it, so I don't know what it meant. You know, so he says, anytime he wants to do something, he fails. I said, wow. So what's that called? He says, near success syndrome. I said, so what is it? He says, a spirit. I said, wow. The man was teaching me. I never knew. So I said, so what happens? He just told me. So I said, you know what? I said, the next time you want to attempt anything, don't ever think that spirit is pursuing you. I said, turn to the book of Psalms. Let me show you. Then he went to Psalm 1, and I gave him the verse. It says, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I said, this is what God says about you. He says, but a, a prophet, to, I said, yes, that's what that prophet said about you. This is what God said about you. Whose report would you believe? And I'm telling you, he's doing so well now. No prayers, just introducing his real self to him. Just showing him who he is by the word of God. Do those things happen? I don't care. I don't care. This is what I care about. This is what God gave us to believe. This is what God gave us to teach. This is what God gave us to act out. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't care what's happening around you. I care about the word of God. When we meet people, we give them freedom and not bondage. Come on, I said, when we meet people, we give them what? Freedom and not what? Bondage. What does the word of God say? You shall know the truth. What shall the truth do? Even if you were bound, it will make you free. It's not knowing how you were bound that sets you free. It's knowing the truth. It's not studying bondage that makes you free. It's what? It's knowing the truth. This is but a slight thing in the sight of God. Whatever you're going through this morning is a slight thing in the sight of God. That healing can be perfected. That womb will be opened. That job will come. And that car will come. That house will come. Glory to God. It's but a slight thing. Let me read another verse to you. Alright? Just something very simple to stir your faith this morning. So you will smile. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Because some of you are already looking at Christmas coming again. And already feeling bad. All the chicken you have been eating in the year, it's not sufficient. The one on the 25th, there's something miraculous about it. You know, some of you want to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Don't worry, he doesn't have low self-esteem. If you don't celebrate this year, next year you can celebrate. Just enjoy your life. <laughs> you know, many quarrels that will emerge between 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. It's amazing. Men, be ready. Jeremiah 32 and verse 17. And if your wife asks you for chicken, tell him, with man, it's, it's, it's impossible. But like pastor told us, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Faith receives only what grace has made available. I'm sure your wife will tell you to change church, but generally we won't see you again. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Come on, can we read that? Praise the name of the Lord. This is, this, is, this is amazing. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. 
Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your stretched arm. There's a song about this verse, right? Uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, Mm-hmm, sing it. Mm-hmm, next line. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Yeah, that's it. Nothing is too difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know it, but go on. Mm-hmm. This is what you should be singing. Instead of, there is something that makes me come into your presence. My stop it, stop it. Stop that. You're not a victim. Talk about the greatness of God. Right? Come on. Don't, don't run, don't run into his presence. Relax. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Walk majestically. You are the child of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not come, come. No, 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 no. I mean, these are songs we should be singing. Nothing is too difficult. Imagine singing that song and spending hours just saying, you see that the new generation don't know it. Yeah, you guys don't know it. Spirit and truth, you don't know this. When I went to that come away, when trouble come away, I will praise your name. Tomorrow I am a man. No, 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 no. Relax, relax, relax. Can we talk about God? You know, that's the problem. We sing songs that are embalmed with unbelief and we wonder why our faith is not growing. Nothing is too difficult for God. That one line can take you your whole life. Nothing. In the Old Testament, he said nothing is too difficult for him. In the New Testament, he says nothing is impossible to him. Come on. What about if you live your life without consciousness? With man, it's impossible. You know, it's like you're talking to people and they say, this is impossible. You say, yes, with man, yes, I agree with you. But not with God. That changes the equation. That changes the equation. How would our life be if we live like we're kids of the God who does the impossible. Miracles will become normal. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm believing for the best miracles that ever happened in our life and ministry to happen in the year that we're entering into. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, I'm telling you, God is going to prosper us materially, financially. Glory to God. More money is going to come to us. More businesses are going to open. More child births are going to happen. Glory to God. More healings are going to take place. More deliverances are going to take We are going to see the goodness and the mercy of God. In the midst of famine, we're going to reap a hundredfold. Because God, nothing it's too difficult for you. I just remember that we had a song like that. I've even forgotten that song. Hmm? Stop singing like you are a victim. You are not. It, it feels good for your flesh, but that's not faith activated. You are a child of the Most High God. Did you see what Jeremiah said? Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your stretched arm. Nothing, nothing is too difficult for you. Take time and meditate on the miracles of God. Let the book of Bible stories come alive again in your heart. Read how God parted the Red Sea. 
Read how, read how he raised the dead. Lazarus, three days. In, don't just think of those things like, yes, it was recorded in the Bible. Meditate on it. Take time to work on them in your heart. Hallelujah. How do we have faith? Two things. Three things. How do we have faith for God in the possible? Number one, it's about hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. Show you these three things and then we're done. Sooner I exalt you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Right? To hear the voice of God. All the scriptures we read, God spoke to those people. Right? Let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 4. How does the faith... Remember what we said about faith? Faith school. How does faith come? By hearing. Come on, saints. How does faith come? Hearing. Hearing by what? By the word of God. Luke 5, 4. Remember the story of Luke 5, 4? Peter told all night he didn't catch anything. What's the next thing? Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. What happened? Peter caught a big... Verse 6. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. How did faith, how did Peter move from an impossible situation of not catching fish to a place where he caught a great quantity? The word of God. The voice of God. Heard God. How did Mary move from just being a virgin without a baby to becoming a virgin with, with a baby? Come on. Heard. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were what? Spoken, 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 spoken. Faith, faith. Genesis twenty-six twelve. Just going to show you. Number one is hearing the voice of God. Genesis twenty-six twelve. Not hearing the voice of a prophet. Hearing the voice of God. Genesis twenty-six twelve. Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. How many of you remember what God told him in this chapter? You stay in the land. There was famine, but God told him what? You stay in the land. It was impossible for people to reap in that land. But, but Isaac reaped. What caused it? God's voice. And I'll show you. Last scripture, Matthew 14, 29 on God's voice. Matthew 14, 29. How do we have faith for the impossible? Listen, this is not rocket science. It's not magic. It's not being a Christian for 40 years. It's as simple as hearing the voice of God. Matthew 14, 29. Matthew 14, 29. Am I right? Yeah. How many of you know Peter walked on water? Right? That's impossible with man. Some of us can hardly walk in a swimming pool. Not to talk of water. But Peter walked on water. Of course, he sank at a point, but he walked at least a few steps, we can see. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. How did Peter do the impossible? He heard the voice of God. Now, this is the key. This is the key to this message. Don't miss it. This is the key to this message. How do you have faith for the impossible? It's by hearing the voice of God. How do you hear the voice of God? You fellowship with God. You fellowship with His Word. You spend time with what? With God. Child of God, if you want to experience miracles next year, spend time with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, church. Are you here? Say amen if you are here. This Bible, open it and do what? Read and spend time with God. There is no magic. There is no seed you will sow that you will buy faith. If you empty all your accounts, it won't give you faith for the impossible. 
It's good to do that. God told you to. Open your Bible and start reading. Are you hearing? As you are reading, this is what's going to happen. Certain words are going to leap up in your spirit. You begin to hear God say certain things to you. That word that God is speaking to you, that's your key to the impossible. If you don't hear it, there's no impossible. Because faith only takes what grace has made available. Concerning your business, take scriptures and read. Listen to me. Decide to be a serious Christian next year. All these five minutes morning devotion with daily guide and daily bread. Today, 13th of December, and he came, and he came to Nazareth. Prayer, and he came, and he came. Confession, he came, he came, he came, he came. Thank you, Jesus. You are not ready. You are not ready. All this kindergarten way of following God, stop it. That's why you're not seeing miracles. Open your Bible and spend time with God. You will hear words in your spirit. It says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you following what I'm saying? There's no easy, there's no easy way to read. It won't come by the laying on of hands. If you like, join all the prayer group in the world. Seven o'clock prayer. You are there. Eh? 6 a.m., you have tuned. All the prayer network that all your friends are, you have joined all of them. So you are moving from one Zoom meeting to another. Every time you are speaking in tongues, because one earpiece is plugged to one prayer meeting, say which one? It says 12, 12 a.m. watch. Do all the watches. When you are done, eh? after you have prayed all the prayers, spoken in all the tongues, carry your Bible, open it, and start reading. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want next year to bear miracles for you, go back to the Word. Stop all this running around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stop all this lazy running around YouTube devotional, two minutes. Everybody's doing devotion for you. Everybody's praying for you. Just stop it. It's a lazy way of just going about Christian work. Take this Bible. Hmm? Put off your phone. Open it and read. If you do that regularly, you will start hearing God's voice. If you don't spend time with God, you can know His voice. How many of you know in those days, just coming up in the Christian faith, one of the things that was regularly taught us was quiet time? Eh? Hmm? Quiet time. Today we don't do quiet time anymore. We, we join online prayer. Because we are looking for one miracle like that. Let me tell you, that's not sustainable. This thing should be your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like you're not hearing. I won't do it for you. My work is to tell you to do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not anointed actor chief. I know it looks easy. Not miracle oil. I know it looks easy. Because I know some of you hear the word here and still send for extra oil. <laughs> Say, let's join everything. After all, we are not serving I do. Join. Your house almost looks like a shrine now. 
Because you've got miracle handkerchief from that church, you've got oil from this prophet, you've got holy water from this woman. Then they say there's one prophetess that sees a lot. But she's very humble. She does not have signboard. You have one cup from her. What are you looking for? You're just dodging your responsibility. You're dodging it. Open the word and read. My sheep hear my voice. Are you God's sheep? Okay, some of you are not sure yet. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not sure I'm a sheep. Are you God's sheep? So why are you not hearing God? Are you God's sheep? Why is he not talking to you? Are you quarreling with God? You and God, you're not on speaking terms, right? Like, I just have this beef against God. I'm not, I've not been talking to God for like 10 months now. So I just talk to my pastor to talk to God. When God is ready, we'll settle. Is that your Christian life? You go back to the Word and read the Word of God. Stop getting too busy to bet miracles in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That business that is taking your time, how you can scale up that business is one word from God. That health challenge is one word from God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you go back and you feed on the word. How many of you know this word that Peter spoke, um, Jesus spoke to Peter, he didn't speak to any of the other disciples. But they were all on the boats. But he said, Peter, come. If, if Badlomi had jumped there, I'm sure would have picked him. <laughs> he wouldn't even have the time to say, Jesus, I'm sinking, save me. They would have to just save him. There. Because that was not his word. Many people act on the word of other people. Can I tell you something? I think I've taught you here before. Testimonies do not build faith. They inspire faith, but they don't build faith. The one source of faith is the word of God. Hearing my testimony can inspire you, but it will not build faith. Many people are trying to act on other people's testimonies. You shouldn't do that. You don't know their work with God and how they go there. It can inspire you. It just tells you what God can do. But you need to have your own word. Praise the name of the Lord. It's like maybe somebody heard that Mary gave birth as a virgin. The Holy Ghost overshadowed her. And then she wrote that as a, as, as a confession. And she's trusting God also for holy birth. I mean, God didn't tell her that. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't take people's word and run with it. What has God spoken to you about your business? What has God spoken to you about your finances? So, so you want to spend time with the Lord, right? You want to spend time with the Lord. You want to spend time listening to the word. Feeding your eyes on the word. You know, um, I had some financial situation come up in the last two months. And we needed, you know, going on this trip and everything. But then we needed something in our personal life. We needed quite an amount of money to come in so we can get something done. And, and what did I do? I just pulled my messages on finances again pulled up scriptures on finances, pulled up the word, and I made sure that every single day I spent time meditating where supernatural provision come. Every single day. Did that for almost like 30, 30 something days. And by last week we had all the money we required. Something personal in our own life. We had all the money we required to get that thing sorted coming. That's the way to go about it. If it's healing, I'll do the same thing. Because as you feed on the word, the assurance of God comes in your heart. God starts speaking to you. It might be a wisdom thing God even needs you to do. Oh, do your business this way. And that's the key. Right? The next one, Hebrews 11, 11, You judge God faithful. You judge God faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You judge God faithful. Hebrews 11, 11. 
Scripture says Sarah, one of my favorite faith verses. By faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive. Glory to God. Even beyond the proper time of life. Even beyond that which was possible. And I like this. Don't let anybody rule your life out. Don't let anybody tell you you've passed the time. Oh, you can't get money. You can't get a job. You can't. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You can break records. Since she considered him faithful who had promised. The word considered in the Greek is judge. Uh, if you use the King James Version, it says, and she judged God faithful. Now, how do you judge God faithful? You meditate on God. You know, judging God faithful is about, um, how do I put it? It's like, you know, the scripture says, New American Standard Bible, you consider God faithful, right? It's that you consider a lot of things and you say, God is faithful. God has the ability to get this thing to me. Right? How do you do that? Meditate on God. Go and read about the miracles in the Bible again. Meditate on it. How big is your God? Right? You know when we sing that song, uh, what's that song that we raise our hands, that we do Agidigba, what's that song? Eh? What's that song now that you raise your hand and you spread your hand? Uh, yes, you know, we do that in the natural, but that has to move from spreading hands to your head. Move that knowledge. You can even keep your hands like this, but let your head feed on what? The bigness of God. I'm telling you, go back, start reading the miracles again with a childlike mindset. Those of you who teach children, you realize that when you tell children that God, um, God, you know, kept the mouth of the lions and he did not eat Daniel, you know, their eyes go big. Right? Because in their mind, they are thinking like, lion. And you know, that's how, stop reading the, uh, yeah, lions there, Daniel, lions there, Daniel in the uh, furnace of fire. Mm, Joseph, no, 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 don't let those things cross through your mind like that. Don't be too matured for the word. As you read, right? Daniel in the lion's den, Think of how you are afraid of a cat. Right? And imagine a lion. Think of all the possibilities. Think of the... I mean, go and read about how ferocious lions are. Then put that in the word. Spend, don't be in a hurry. You're not rushing. Meditate on it. And faith will be built up in your heart. So you go think of the faithfulness of God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And that's not just mental. You just know in your heart, of heart, that God is able. The third thing is patience. 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 Whatever you're trusting God for, God is already at work in it. Don't be in a hurry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, church. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you now? As you go into next year, take impatience out of your life. Just trust God and know that whatever God has promised me, He's bringing to pass. Hallelujah. Whatever God has promised me, He's bringing to pass. God is at work in us, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. I am believing that we are entering the best year ever in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Where business is concerned, His increase is going to come. Where jobs is concerned, Miraculous jobs are going to pop up in this church in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Childbirths are going to just come up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Impossible things are going to become possible. What are the three steps you're taking from this message? What was the first one? 
Hearing the word of God, the word of faith. How do you do that? You read your Bible. You feed on the word. And you don't hurry over that. Right? Don't hurry over that. You take time and feed on the word of God. Spend time reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and see what Jesus did for people. And spend time meditating on it. What's number two thing we're doing? We're doing what? We're doing what? We're judging God faithful. How are we judging God faithful, church? By meditating on the miracles that God has done. Right? How many of you see that I don't have a role in this? <laughs> you have all the work to do. What's the third one? What's the third thing we're doing? What's the third lifestyle we're putting into this message? We're patient with God. Right? Because it, sometimes it's our impatience that makes us to go and do stuff we shouldn't do. Say things we shouldn't say. Praise God. So number one, let's go over it again. How, what are we doing to have faith for the impossible? Number one, we're hearing the voice of God. How are we hearing the voice of God? We're feeding on the Word. We're reading our Bibles. And don't say God does not speak to me. You are not quarreling with Him. He's your Father. Right? So you feed on the Word. Number two, we're judging God faithful. How are we coming to the place where we're judging God faithful? We're feeding on what? Specific things. We're feeding on what? The miracles of God. We're feeding on the miracles of God. What's the third thing in our lifestyle? Patience. Let's go right again for the last time. How are we having faith for the impossible? Number one, we're hearing the voice of God. How are we hearing the voice of God? Reading the word and fellowshipping with him. Start fellowshipping with him. That's important. Reading the word and fellowshipping with God. Number two, we're judging God faithful. Come on, are we in agreement on that? What are we doing, church? What are we doing together? We're judging God faithful. How are we judging God faithful? We're feeding on what? The miracles of God. So we can see how big our God is. We're feeding on the miracles of God. That's a specific diet. If you want to judge God faithful, your diet has to be specific, right? You're feeding on what? The miracles of God. You're feeding on the bigness of God. What's our lifestyle in all of this? What attitude are we we're taking into all of this? Patience. We're patient. We're patient. I love a quote by Burke Copeland. I'll just say it now and then we'll pray. Patience has no fear because it knows that God's word has never failed. Patience knows that when faith is exercised to receive a promise from the word, success is inevitable. Patience has no fear because he knows that God's word has never failed. Patience knows that when faith is exercised to receive a promise from the word, success is inevitable. So we're exercising patience as the word is producing already. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word, for revelation, knowledge, and insight. Thank you, Father God. That as we set our heart to practice the truths in this word, that there will be an, a release of the miraculous in our lives. As we feed on the word, our ears are open to hear your voice of instruction. And Lord, as we study the miracles, we judge you faithful. And Lord, we thank you for patience in our spirit already. That we are exercising patience 
in the things that you've promised us, in the things you've spoken to us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? All right. So we're having a baby dedication. Amen. Are you excited about that? Let's give the Lord a hand. Glory to God. We're having a baby dedication this morning. And like you know... um Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.